problem with people is that they want to hear these certain things from the people they want to hear it from. You get what I'm saying? And psychologically, that makes sense because obviously um, it is that person that they seek those words from. It is that person that they would wish um, expresses these things to them and um, so forth. However, the reality is, it's, it's kind of like, um, I'll make an analogy with actual, with myself actually. I sent you a bit of um, a chat that I had with someone else and I sent you my responses. It was to do with cancerism and so on. Um, I don't have very many discussions of that nature, but sometimes I have discussions like that with a few people that know me, know my story, know about me, usually family or close friends or uh, things like that and what I always stress to them because a lot of them are looking for ways out some of them unfortunately are actually not looking for ways out but I, I quickly see that some of them are actually looking to get more information so that they can entrench themselves more deeply but uh, more strategically which in and of itself is not a bad thing to try and do something more strategically it's just that of course what they're trying to do is Besides being inherently bad, because sometimes people can say bad and good are relative, but it is bad for them and it is bad for others as well. Nevertheless, before I digress, um, they always, I'm talking about uh, the context of gangsterism, they always talk to and listen to people who, like like, uh, the video you sent me, of big dragon right and it is true he's doing a good thing relatively speaking and yes he is relatively speaking a bad person he has done bad things but the trouble is that people want to hear things from those people even those boys the whole the whole thing that they had to be taken to someone like that to hear from them I don't believe that is, that should not be the extent of how deep we go into these things because from them fundamentally, and I I mean this with utmost respect, from them all you will learn is what not to do, whereas with the context of me and the context of you regarding this young lady is that We are telling her what to do. And that is because either we have crossed that path, we have seen that path, we have experienced that path, and we have gone to the other side, the good side. Why wait, why look for hearing it from someone who is going to harm you? who is harming you, who actually does not have your specific interests at heart, because that's the thing, as you were saying, we're both busy people, I mean, (laughs) we have things to do, but we are taking our time out of our days to speak to them, to listen to them, to hear them out. We're not complaining, by the way, we're not nagging about that, We, we do so willingly, we choose to do so. However, the point is that For some people, 
and this is the hardest barrier to get across with a lot of people is that they don't realize that we are actually doing it with probably some of the purest intentions that they will find in the world out there because most other people when they say such things when they're giving this kind of advice they're not doing so freely with an open heart and purely they're doing it because they wish to gain something they wish to perhaps manipulate in future they wish perhaps to create an attachment to themselves for this person this vulnerable person and it's exactly like you are saying that these people they do not see it and even when they see it they do not take enough heed that they are putting themselves in a cycle of hurt and again it is i don't really i'm someone who's very open to listening to different perspectives on what is good and what is bad but sometimes what is bad to us is quite clear it's quite apparent and i feel like in this instance these kind of behaviors these kinds of habits they are inherently bad for us and again in a perfect world in an idealistic world she would find someone who's like oh you are so sweet you are so kind you are so open you are so trusting of the world come here let me take care of you and you shall um, provide for me and i shall provide for you and it will be happily ever after I'm not saying those people don't exist but as you know fumbling your way through the loads of people available in this modern day and age of connectivity and internet and whatever looking for that person in that way it can be done but you're probably gonna have a lot of battle scars by the time you get to that 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 specific person you're looking for and such that by the time you find them you may not probably not even probably you certainly will not be the same person you were when you set out and again that's where the next trouble starts because you'll find a lot of people then become bitter they become sad they become vengeful they become all these things because of the parts that they subjected themselves to which is why to bring it back to the other discussion the whole cancerism chat why i like to speak to people about these things openly yes but clearly as well to help them understand that i'm not saying that they cannot take those parts because it is a path but it doesn't lead very far and they can choose to hear it from someone who is behind bars someone who is dying someone who in the eyes of society and in many other ways has wasted their life someone who has caused extensive harm or they could choose to hear it from someone who was on the path recognized and moved himself away into a healthier world not that we do not know how to to be that other person but those are not things that we espouse those are not values that we take and we wish upon others or that we seek to associate ourselves with but again a lot of people they don't fully comprehend the nature of what we are trying to achieve because fundamentally if we're being honest what we're trying to do even in this whole thing it is quite naive as well it is quite trusting it is quite ambitious it is quite hopeful 
Because what we are trying to do, we are trying to say to the world, to people, here I am, I see you, I recognize you, I hear you. I may not know what you're going through specifically, but I can take it in. I will process it. I will try to process it with you. I will try to walk with you on this journey. And I will try, within my knowledge, within my capacity, to present paths for you that are healthier, that will lead you to a place that I believe purely will be to your benefit and your future betterment. But then again, as the saying goes, what do we know? Hmm? I'm sorry for the wind. If there was wind, uh, breeze, I'm outside. I'm always outside. Because, I mean, come on. We're pretty grown. We've been through relationships, broken relationships, things we shouldn't have done probably with people we shouldn't have done it with, you know, all those kinds of things. So we're not taking this out of nowhere. So I try to express to them that I do feel their pain. I do not recognize the extent of their pain because everybody's pain in this way is different. I make it clear to them that they're not going to wake up tomorrow and everything's going to be okay because this is an attachment, this is a tether that you put on yourself, onto another person and now you are cutting that tether. When you're breaking up, when you're doing these things, you are cutting that tether and tomorrow when you wake up, you will remember that yesterday, the day before, I used to speak to this person. This is a role that this person would have been filling. At this time, at this moment, when I, when I felt this way, I would be talking to this person, I would be seeing this person, I would be doing this thing with this person. That will not go away tomorrow when you wake up. It will remain. When you are sad and you need comfort and you want comfort and when you want to hear reassuring words, you will think of that person because you know that person did it well. Or even if they didn't do it well, you'd love to hear it from that person. And you would love to hear from that person just that once more. And further still, when you make an attachment to someone, especially romantic, it's kind of like the poem I made, that your mind contains world, some dead, some dying, some unborn. You created for yourself a parallel universe a world, a future world that includes this person. Doesn't matter how far or near into the future you dared to see, but you saw something. And you saw somewhere where this person would fit in. And now they're gone. And now you have to kill your world. And you don't want to kill your world because you know deep down inside how lovely that would have been. How romantic that would have been, how that would just fill that little bit inside of you and make you feel all warm and tingly and but 
that is not a secret that is not a something that any of us are trying to hide or get around or get behind or dodge or duck but what we are saying is that that feeling it's yours yes you projected it onto this other person you took in that person and made them a part of you and in so doing created a future with them but the reality is that that future is yours you put them there you allowed yourself to put them there you allowed yourself to see that and that pain you are feeling it is not weakness it is just showing that you cared you wanted you desired you dared to dream and that is okay that's a good thing that makes you human that shows that you have ambitions you have deep attachment and that you seek to have relationships that have meaning beyond just today tomorrow or a simple act perhaps but what people many a times fail to realize is that even after all that you still have to make that cut for yourself not for them for yourself and tomorrow when you wake up and when you think of them you will have to make that cut again and again and again and again and it's not about trying to be tough or trying to to um, run away from your feelings it's about recognizing that you need to have yourself at heart your own interests this whole concept of self-love is like people nowadays do not understand what self-love means people nowadays find it so easy to devote ourselves tirelessly effortlessly throwing ourselves deeply into a relationship with someone else but we neglect the most important relationship which is with ourselves because people everyone else in your life fundamentally can come and go everyone else but there's only one you without you your life ceases to be then all your dreams all your aspirations are gone not without anyone else but without you but as i say it's like it's kind of like i like to make an analogy which is that of family and friends which is that a lot of the time as people it's much easier to make an effort to make friends because as the saying goes you choose your friends and not your family you just have family you just came into this world and you had family whereas a friend you actually had to work you had to do this and you had to do that you had to do that and then a small wonder that a lot of the times we are not on such great terms with our family or not as at least as good as our friends because with friends we had to work for that from the very word go we have to work on that whereas with family you can just be like mom's mom i hate mom she's boring she always sends me around 
And the same applies with the relationship with ourselves, with other people. It's easy to throw ourselves into a relationship with someone else because we feel, and this is again, it's not wrong fundamentally, because the reality is that you do have more to gain from relationships with friends rather than family, because with family, especially with close family, what they have, you already have or have access to. Whereas, with a friend, as you draw them in, you can now have access to what they have, which is perhaps what you didn't have, what you lacked. And the same with ourselves, we kind of feel like, Ugh, I know myself, like I always have myself, yeah, I know I'll, I'll always be there for myself, but like, I want that person, I want to be with that person, I want what they have, I want to, I want to have them, that thing with them. like there's so many thems and that's the thing it's not even about being dark there are just so many thems and the reality with the thems is that when you walk in with them you don't actually know how far this is going to go you might know what you are willing to do how far you are willing to walk or how far you feel currently you're feeling to walk but you don't actually know how far this is going to go Whereas with yourself, you are in a commitment for life. So why do we play this game with ourselves where we first have to hurt ourselves? Realize that we are so alone, so empty, so so vulnerable. And then we need to do that patchwork. We need to sit ourselves in our room and cry and ask God or whatever we believe in. Why are they leaving us alone? Why does it hurt so much? Why is, why is everything so? But it's because a lot of the time we neglect ourselves. And I'm not a selfish person. I'm not a self-centered person fundamentally. I said it sometime in the group. My family actually is probably the most selfless people <laughs> I have known so much so that I'm like the black sheep because I'm like guys why are you guys doing this like why but I just recognize that all things in your life are only possible if you are there in it and in the purest way that's something I'm trying to introduce into the minds of people in a healthy way that love who you love devote what you devote do what you do in the grand scheme of things it probably doesn't matter maybe it does maybe it doesn't we don't know but what I do know is that it's your life and you only have one and you only have your one self so any time any moment any effort you put into that relationship that's probably the only relationship that you are guaranteed that you will reap the rewards that you sow there that relationship with yourself but again it's, it's a, a, a tough ask for a lot of people 
and people seem to think it's esoteric whereas it's really not esoteric it's really not all up in the air it's actually very small simple steps you take being kind to yourself being understanding with yourself accepting where you are not in a negative way i'm not saying be content be complacent i should say i'm not saying be complacent but say to yourself i am here this is where i am evaluate is this where i want to be if it is great how can i keep myself here how can i improve my situation if it is not great ask yourself how can i get myself out of here how can i improve my position you know it's like a lot of us are looking for saviors out there but really the greatest savior in your life is yourself so why don't we just equip ourselves with the tools to be there for ourselves as we would know best how we need someone to be there for us why can we not why do we find it such a hard ask to be that person for ourselves and what people take a long time to realize that once you have done these things once you have even started taking this journey these steps the people you want the things you desire they will come to you yes there will be other things and other people that you don't want and don't desire to come to you too but basically you will just become a beacon of light of hope like your energy people you will you'll be radiant you will be beautiful when when you talk people will listen when when people see you they'll want to know like what is it with this person but uh, that's just me that's just my little project in this little world in my spare time to try and help people to realize the power of ourselves the power of investing in that relationship with ourselves of nurturing ourselves of becoming the person we want for ourselves and then moving from a position of strength rather than a position of vulnerability of insecurity and subjecting ourselves to things that harm us thank you for listening